A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I'm talking about mama drama and using it as an opportunity to raise a resilient athlete. There is always that mom in the gym that gossips and picks on other moms, and she usually has that kid who does the same thing to her teammates. And when this is going on, which is really common, unfortunately, it can feel like these people are ruining the experience for everyone. And if you say anything, it's just going to get worse. The good news about this type of situation is that this can actually be a great opportunity to teach your athlete resilience and boundaries and how to be strong and stand in your truth and be a good person. So today I'm talking about the ideal bullying resolution, exactly what to say to these parents for the best chance at a resolution, and how to best support your athlete if he or she is being bullied by a teammate. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Today, I'm talking about mama drama. I hope that you haven't experienced this, but if you are in an aesthetic sport that is a high pressure sport, you probably have. It's like a pressure cooker for drama. Like you club cheerleaders, I know you've probably been there. Figure skating, oh my gosh, like the drama is so real. So I got a question this week in the Perform Happy community. That's our private Facebook group for Perform Happy members where parents support each other. And one of our moms said that her biggest source of stress right now is not her daughter. It's the other parents. Okay. So she says the drama never ends. There's always some kid that's a bully and no one will do anything. And if you speak up, you get accused of all sorts of things. Are there any actual grown adults in this gymnastics world or should I just expect less? And she says, sorry for the rant, a bit frustrated. So let me know, um, reach out, let me know, is this something that you experience in your training environment? I think it's pretty common. I hear about it a lot. So let's go into the scenario. Let's say your kid is getting bullied by a teammate. Chances are that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So often if there's a bully kid, there's probably a bully mom not too far away. And bullying really takes place for a couple of main reasons. And adult women bully for the same reasons that adolescents bully. They want social power. They usually want this power to offset their feelings of inadequacy, 
jealousy, insecurity. They feel somehow threatened by either you or your child. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your house. Maybe your kid is talented. Whatever it is, their goal is to diminish you or your child so that they can feel better about themselves. So pretty much if there's a bully, that person or child does not feel that great about themselves. So they want to impact your self-esteem so that they can feel a little bit better. It's a bummer. It's a survival instinct that some people use because they just don't feel good. So, I mean, that's one thing that I'm sure you've probably already talked to your kid about. It's like hurt people hurt people. You know, that saying that somebody who is hurt is going to hurt others. They're going to lash out because they don't feel good inside. And one thing you can do is aim for compassion, which can be very hard. And this, you know, you might have a coach who's just like, really, you can tell they're in a lot of pain. And the way that they're lashing out is not working. It's not kind. It's not effective. But if you can, you know, learn to find that compassion and go, oh, that poor person, they're struggling. It's not okay for them to take it out on my kid or on me. But from that place of of compassionate understanding, we've got a better, just a better chance at having a better effect. So ideally, in a situation where it's a couple of kids, you know, clashing, one kid's bullying, one kid's picking on the other, the ideal scenario is that the kids will resolve things on their own, that you are in the background giving them tools to boost their confidence. You're helping them to build strong problem-solving skills. You're helping them to learn resilience. And you're modeling these things. You're modeling, you know, your own ability to boost confidence and and knowing that confidence isn't being liked by everybody. It's being okay when not everybody likes you because you don't require outside validation to feel okay. That's the way you want to show up in this world. That's the way I want to show up in this world is like, not everybody's going to like me. You know, when I was 20, I would have been like, no, everyone has to like me, even if I don't like them, especially if I don't like them. They need to like me so that I can feel okay about myself. But as my confidence grew as a grown up in this world and realizing not everybody's going to like me, not everybody's going to agree with me, and I can be totally okay if somebody doesn't like me. That's how I want my kids to be. Doesn't mean they need to be rude, but you don't have to be likable. You're not going to be likable. If you're giving them tools to boost their confidence, to learn how to solve their own problems, especially relational problems, then they are going to be stronger, better, kinder, more compassionate, more resilient humans, which is like the whole point of parenting, at least from my perspective. So you model this for them. That is the best, the best method of teaching these types of skills. So, okay, so we're back in our scenario. Remember, you are not the person with the problem. You know, you're just like going about your merry way, trying to get your kid to practice. This stuff's happening. You're not the one with the problem. Your kid is not the one with the problem. The bully is. You are also probably not the only one that's getting picked on. You know, this parent in the community was like, and everyone's going to run their mouths if I try to speak up. Well, not everybody's going to believe her lies. You know, and anybody who does is not your people. That goes back to like, it's okay if not everybody likes me. If I know in and of myself, like I am showing up as the human I want to be, that I want to model the way I want my girls to walk through this world, and then people don't like me, that's okay. They are not my people. So instead of wasting time trying to figure out how to change yourself to be more likable or to get her to like you, 
take that energy and invest it into other more worthwhile, less toxic friendships. You know, that energy you would spend being like, oh, why doesn't she like me? Oh my gosh, I better do this. Or I have to talk to this person this way, or I have to be a fake friend. No, use that and pour it into the the humans in your life who are worthwhile. And then that's like what we want to do for our kids. Like, have a buddy, be in the buddy system, build those really strong friendships with the girls that you can trust, because that's going to get you through it. Like having a strong mama and a strong batch of friends, that's going to allow your kid to be resilient when somebody is, you know, being a hurt person who's hurting people. So before you decide how to address the situation, it's worth noting, you just want to pick your battles. Everyone who is a parent knows this, right? Like there's sometimes where you're like, whatever, eat the candy bar. I don't care. I'm not dealing with this right now. It's not worth it. But so before you step in, you want to make sure that the situation is worth it. Like, you know, really get the information, find out what's happening. How is your child reacting? What are the, just what are the facts? Not the judgments, but like, what are the actual facts of what was said, what's happening, what is being observed or what, you know, what's going on? Then also, you can't expect this parent or this child to change. So instead, you want to model the behavior that you want to see. I'm going to say that a million times because it's so important. Like if I want my kid to be good at standing up to bullies, I have to be able to be willing to do that also and model that behavior. Okay, and what you want to do, you know, you want to be able to stand strong and remain calm. So I know I'm talking kind of back and forth like about the kid bully and the mom bully, but really the solution is pretty similar either way. And kids, you might be listening to this too, like play this for your kid if your kid's dealing with a bully. You can't control a bully's behavior. You do not have any choice in how that other person behaves. It's just not within your control, but you can control how you respond. A lot of the time, you know, these jealous, insecure people want to get a rise out of you. They want to see your self-esteem sink. They want your confidence to go down a notch because that's what they thrive on. That's the little hit of dopamine that they want to get because they feel like they have done what they wanted and now they feel a little bit better about themselves. So if you, the target, can stand strong and remain calm, they're not going to get that hit. Okay. So when you're deciding what Like, what am I going to do to stand up to this bully? And that's what I'm going to recommend. If you have deemed like this is a worthwhile conversation to have because this is not okay, I need to set a boundary, I need to stand strong, I need to be calm, write it out first. I am such a huge fan of writing a letter you don't intend to send. When you come home full of fury, whether it's at a mom at the gym or, you know, if you're a kid, if it's like a teammate, write out a letter and be like, get it all out. Like, oh, I'm so mad at you. You blah, 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 blah. You just get it out. Okay. So that's like first draft. You're like word vomit, all of the things that you hate about this person. And you just like, get it out of you. That can help just to like release some of the emotion, which can be very troublesome. We don't want the emotion to come flying out when you see that kid or that mom. You want to get it out on paper in a nice safe place. Okay. Then we're going to revise and we're going to write a letter that is diplomatic and respectful and polite. Again, we don't intend to send this letter. We're just getting your thoughts on paper. Okay. You are going to have as little emotion as possible. Specific points. It can help to even like do write out some bullet points of what you have learned, what you have observed, 
avoid the word bully. I know I've been using it sort of liberally in this chat, but don't use that word because that puts people on the defensive. Instead, you're going to just focus on the concerning behavior. You're not going to label the child or the parent, and you're going to set boundaries of what you won't stand for. Okay. So you are polite, you're diplomatic, you're respectful, no emotion. It's just specific points. We're not judging. We're just writing down the facts, the concerning behavior, and then setting a boundary of what you will not stand for. Okay. So that is what you want to get real clear. And once you have that all on paper, then you're like, okay, I got this. So now you've had a moment to kind of off gas some emotion. Maybe you've chatted this out with a partner or a friend. You have written it out. You're pretty clear. Okay. This is the behavior. This is what I'm standing up against. Then you can start with a text. Now we're not going to do the whole thing via text or especially not on social media because that is asking for trouble. People get all like tough and brave on social media and even behind a text message. So instead, what you're going to do is just give them a chance to chat with their kid before having the conversation. So for example, you might reach out to text and your plan is to meet with them privately, ideally face-to-face and at minimum over the phone. So that's the goal of this text message is to set up a time to chat privately face-to-face or over the phone, if that's what it needs to be. So the text might sound something like this. Hey, um, Sue, I'm hoping for your help with something involving Judy and Susie. So like, that's what you're going to start with. You're looking for help. This is a collaboration. You can also acknowledge it's a little uncomfortable, like, oh, I always hate these situations, but I would definitely want a parent to reach out to me in this situation. Let them know calmly, like my child came home upset today because of an interaction that she had with whatever we're calling her, Susie. Do you know of any problems with them? Would you call me back or meet me for coffee during practice? Whatever would work to discuss after you speak to your child. So like, hey, I noticed it seems like there's a problem that happened today. Do you know of anything? Maybe chat with your kid and then call me back. You know, keep it light, keep it mellow. Just like, hey, I'm just looking for info. Yeah, I know this is awkward. It's always awkward, but I would definitely want a parent to come to me. So let me know when you're free. And then make sure that it's not like standing there in front of many other parents, that it is private. Like, hey, can we go walk around the block? Can we go walk around, like go grab a coffee at the coffee shop while the kids are practicing? Okay. So then, all right, here you are. You have this conversation. Oh, nerves flaring, but you've already written it out. You already know exactly the points that you want to make. You're calm. You are diplomatic. Again, you're focused on the behavior. Okay. You're not pointing anything out. You're not labeling anybody and you're listening. And the whole point of this is to focus on problem solving because this is what we want for the kids, right? We want them to be able to come together and problem solve. That is such a, you know, a key thing to have in relationships. Anybody who is married, like you have to problem solve sometimes when you don't see eye to eye. You don't just lash out. So you have to learn how to listen to other people, find out their perspective, stay focused on problem solving. And then you might talk about what you've tried. Like, you know, I've talked about having her go to a different beam, but what we've noticed is that Susie kind of hops on there and and says X, Y, and Z. So what what do you think that that we might be able to try to support our girls? 
you know, and have a back and forth. This is not about like, you can't do this. You need to get your kid under control. There's no blaming. There's no pointing fingers. What you're trying to do is state facts and really try to understand where is this parent coming from? What's going on with her kid? Oh my gosh, she sounds so stressed. Like it, it makes sense why she would be blah, blah, blah. So you're really just like listening. Like this is, I can't say it enough. Listen to your kids, listen to your coaches, listen to your enemies because they're going to feel heard and that's going to stop them from being on the defensive. Hopefully, maybe not. Okay, so now you've had this conversation and you've said, like, you know, this isn't really working. Let's see if we can, you know, whatever, whatever we come up with. Here's our solution. Let's go try it. After the conversation, this is where we go back to what can you control and what can you not control? You can't control her response. She may very well go run her mouth all over the gym and she may tell everyone that you are a jerk and that your kid's jealous of her kid and that that might happen, right? And your job is to let your athlete know that you're going to do right by them. Like you've got her back. You are modeling resilience. You know, so you show up and you're like, okay, I'm going to be resilient today because that's what I want for my kid. That there might be some nasty boss or roommate that my kid's going to have to encounter. And I'm going to show my daughter how I can show up and be diplomatic, be polite, be respectful, and also have boundaries about how people behave. I will never forget. There was a time when I was in my 20s, I was very insecure. I was very jealous and I just didn't feel good. I didn't feel comfortable in my skin. And there was a girl who I used to gossip about. And I just like could not stop running my mouth about this girl. And she pulled me aside one day. I ran into her on the street and she pulled me aside and was like, hey, I would love to have a conversation with you. When are you available? And I was like, oh man. And so I scheduled a time to meet with her face to face. And she was like, hey, I know what you're saying about me. I just want to let you know I'd really appreciate it if you didn't. And it was a punch to my gut because I felt horrible. That's not the kind of person that I want to be. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry. I owned my behavior and I changed it. And it was so uncomfortable. And I was so, I had so much respect for that girl for coming to me in a calm, polite, diplomatic way, letting me know, you know, I, this is what I've been hearing. And I would really appreciate it if you just didn't talk about me anymore. And I was like, okay, you got it. That majorly leveled up my respect for her. I could have been a less spiritually evolved person and been like, no, I'm not going to meet you. No, I don't want to talk to you. No, I'm not going to change. Like, don't be so insecure. I could have gotten defensive and done that, but I didn't. So you don't know how the response is going to go, but just let your kid know you've got her back no matter what and be the supportive adult because that's what kids need. If they're being bullied, they need a supportive adult. They need people who can be their rock that they can lean on. And a strong parent and strong supportive friends can help a kid to feel strong even when they have a, a really you know terrible difficult social problem so be that strong parent and then just know like if she threatens to turn other moms against you those are not your moms those are not your people and for your athlete if if she's turning other kids against you those are not your people you know we want to be the type of the type of strong women who don't need to be liked by everybody in order to feel confident and that is attractive that's attractive for friends. Friends want to be friends with people who are strong and confident. 
And if you are a kind person and you are showing up doing the best that you can and you are setting your boundaries and you are being resilient, you are going to be surrounded by the right people that I truly, truly believe. Let me know in the comments on Facebook. I would love to know if this is something that you're going through, if you have any other tips that you can share, if you've been through this type of situation. And uh, solidarity, you guys, like it's so hard to be a parent, first of all, but then to have to deal with our own stuff, to have to be strong, to have to be calm, to have to be polite, you know, all the things that we hope for our kids, we got to show that it's possible. And I know that you can do it. Hope that helps if anyone's in that situation and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the perform happy podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.